Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Happy Friday, y'all. This is the Friday before Christmas, 2023. The savior of the world has come. Mega score. Light the lamps. The human race has received its savior. This is worth celebrating. Let's get it, y'all. Welcome to the Pro Fan League Podcast. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of the Pro Fan League Podcast. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive today. He has conquered sin and death, and that makes this a great day. Now, lace up your British knights, and let's talk sports. What is a British knight? Well, the text message I got to go with this shoe recommendation deserves to be read aloud. This shoe recommendation came from dedicated listener Mike from Marietta, also my uncle, shout out, and this is the text message that came with this shoe. Here you go for your next shoe for the podcast, British Knights. I had a pair of these for basketball. Didn't get much use as I was the 220 guy. You needed to be up or down by 20 with two minutes left in the game before I went in. LOL. I got that text and it indeed made me laugh out loud. The 220 guy. Wow. Maybe some of uh, maybe some listeners out there can identify with being the 220 guy. I can identify with being... Well, I'm not the 220 guy. I never played basketball. But I spent a lot of time sitting on a bench... On a soccer team. Actually, I spent a lot of time sitting on the grass. Because in youth soccer, we didn't have benches most of the time. Waiting for my number to be called. You know what? Character building. Instills grit. I love it. The 220 guy. Hey, if you're the 220 guy in the NBA, you're making like a million dollars a year. That ain't a bad gig. Speaking of the NBA, the Detroit Pistons lost their 25th straight game, one shy of the season record. There's two teams tied for 26 straight losses in NBA history. Will the Pistons make this sort of history? Cade Cunningham, their, can you say star player? Is there a star player on a team with two wins? (laughs) I don't know. That's a debate for another day. But last night after the game, Cade Cunningham said, this is the kind of history no one wants to be part of. And that is likely very true. This leads me to a question. This leads me to the idea that we're going to talk about today, which is intentionality. 
Intentionality. In order for a team to lose 25 straight games, there's probably a number of things that aren't going well. This is not a team that lacks basketball talent. The Detroit Pistons roster is full of young men who have been drafted in the first round of the NBA draft. So the talent is plentiful. They have multiple people on that team that dominated basketball at levels below the NBA. They were very good college players. They were very good high school players. So why can't they find the equation for victory? I would submit to you that it has a lot to do with intentionality, ego, and the people on the team. And we are going to talk about this idea today with 2024 looming. So after today, the next time I talk with you, God willing, will be the day after Christmas. And then the Friday before New Year's. And then we're into 2024. But what an opportunity we have in this coming week to consider what the Lord might have for us in 2024. I believe very strongly that the Lord has plans for every single person walking on earth. So whether people recognize that there's a God or not, they cannot get away from being inside his plan. This is what the Bible tells me. And I believe the Bible above all. Also in the Bible, we see this tremendous verse. Proverbs 29.18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. That's a King James Version translation. And the word perish there could also uh, be known as where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. When I think of the Detroit Pistons right now losing 25 straight games, and I hear their coach, Monty Williams, talking in post-game press conferences about lack of effort, lack of discipline, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the Detroit Pistons lose games. This is the thing. I think Monty Williams is trying to instill vision. But do the young men on that team want to receive the lessons? Do they want to receive discipline into their lives so that they can meet their goals? As we think about 2024, what are your micro and macro missions? Who are the people on your team? Are you willing to receive discipline into various areas of your life this year? Am I willing to receive discipline into my life this year? To get to the places that I think that the Lord is calling me to go? Am I willing to change up some habits or routines? Am I willing to take a risk and develop a new relationship in the coming year? With people I might not know yet. These are so important 
to moving intentionally towards goals that we are setting as we seek the Lord in our new lives. In our new lives. Probably not a new life. In the lives that we're living and leading. Last week I saw an article on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. This is the young man, 25 years old, who just signed a contract last night with the Los Angeles Dodgers for $325 million over 12 years. For those of you who listen to the show, maybe you're thinking, didn't they just sign Shohei Otani? Yes! Ding, ding, ding! You have won the grand prize. They also traded for a guy named Tyler Glass now from the Tampa Bay Rays over the last week. Another stud starter. The Los Angeles Dodgers are big game hunting. Now, who knows if Yamamoto succeeds in Major League Baseball. I think there's lots of things that indicate that he will. But what struck me about the article they wrote for him before he came to the USA is the title of that article was, He Knows What He Is Looking For. This is appropriate in two ways. My first question, do you know what you're looking for? In your life, do you know what you're looking for? I'm going to take this to a high level first. This is the Christmas season. Jesus Christ came to earth. Angels appeared to the shepherds in the field. With amazing news. After Jesus is born, we see a story in the Bible where his parents take him to the temple and he meets this old man named Simeon, who God had told he would not die until his eyes saw the Messiah. So Simeon sees Joseph and Mary and the baby, and his faith is sight. And before Simeon dies, he has set his eyes on the Messiah. Simeon knew what he was looking for. And he was looking for something far more important than Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who had a very clear vision of what he wanted in his next baseball team. Simeon's desire was to see the Messiah who had been prophesied all through thousands of years of Old Testament in the Bible who would save people from sin and death, come to sacrifice his life for God's glory, to give the ability for humans to have relationship with God once again. Because sin in the world breaks relationship. Every week in sports, we see examples of sad stories. If you pay close attention, you'll see stories that are heartbreaking. You'll see stories of people making mistakes in their lives. You'll see people getting suspended. You go to other headlines, you see stories of war and death all over the world and people say, why do these things happen? They happen because of sin. They happen because the world is a fallen place in desperate need of a savior. And praise God, we get to celebrate that a 
amazing Savior has been provided. So why don't people flock to Jesus? Because in order to serve Jesus, it requires admitting that you're not enough. That you don't have the answers for your own life. That you're not strong enough. And that is terrifying to people. People don't want to say those things. I once had the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with a man I was working with. I got to the end of sharing the good news of Jesus that the world is a fallen place, that it needs a Savior, that the only way to have relationship with God, the Father, is through His Son, Jesus Christ, and His blood that was spilled on the cross, and that Jesus rose again from the dead, conquering death. He lives with God, and He's bringing a new kingdom with Him sometime soon, God willing. I got to the end of this great news that there's no way to have relationship with God except through Jesus, but there is a way. The man looked me in the eye and he said, I understand what you're saying and it all makes sense, but I don't bow to any man. And he left for the day. People, so many people would rather not bow to any man than have their sins forgiven through an amazing Savior in Jesus Christ. Who compares to Jesus? Nobody. Jesus is the pinnacle of humanity in every category. He's unmatched. The only person who always wins. Jesus Christ is king. When I see stories in sports and there's brokenness on display or people struggling, often I'll think, I hope they come to know Christ. This is the only hope for them. More millions in their bank account isn't going to fix it. A new public relations man or woman isn't going to fix it. Another night at the bar, at the club, surrounded by all the beautiful people, isn't going to fix it. Only one thing fixes discontent in the soul. And that's Jesus Christ entering into a life and setting the captives free. And that is a beautiful thing. I've thought of this often around the story of John Morant. So John Morant just came back from a suspension this week from the NBA. He got suspended a lot last year. And then again, for the first 25 games this year, for some episodes involving him flashing a pistol and getting into some some skirmishes with some people and being very careless on his social media account with guns. Ended up in big suspensions. Cost him a lot of money. This man is ultra-talented on the basketball court. And he knows it. And it has made him hundreds of millions of dollars. He's a young fellow. It's been linked that some of the people around him have, from his childhood, from his younger years, 
have been with him during some of these episodes that have got him suspended, which calls into question the intentionality of the people and the missions he's trying to accomplish. But now he's back. The Grizzlies were 6-19 and without him. Since he's returned, they're 2-0. and It will be interesting to see if they make the playoffs. He makes that much of a difference. This young man is an all-world basketball player. Some people jump. Some people are in the 220 club. John Morant doesn't just jump to the rim. He has the kind of leaping ability where it looks like he's floating to the rim. He doesn't even... I mean, I think he might even go beyond soar. He elevates. It's like he's riding an escalator to the rim. He's fearless to the rim. But you know what? All of that talent on the basketball court isn't enough to give him peace. When I hear John Morant talk in interviews, he clings to his basketball talent, but he talks about all the really dark days, how there were some really dark days during his suspension, and I'm sure there were. But this is the good news. There is a great Savior. And I hope that John Morant sees his need for a Savior and comes to the end of himself and realizes that he's not strong enough. He can't provide peace. It would be an amazing story if he comes back with the Memphis Grizzlies 6-19 and and they make the playoffs. And he's talented enough to do those things. To lead his team in that way on the basketball court. But there's more to life than sports, right? We are not just fans. I was talking with my son this week about sports and the importance of sports and how there are things more important than sports. And he said, I know God doesn't care about sports. I disagree. Things happen in sports all the time that change people's lives. On the field of athletics, people sustain injuries. They make life-changing money. They build relationships. When people win championships, the trajectories of their lives change. Their social networks change. When we watch sports, when we play sports... Our hearts are squeezed with success and failure. And what comes out? Are the fruits good? Is sin shown? Do we have our anger on display? This is revealing of the human heart. I think sports are a tremendous revealer of the human heart. Nothing happens on a field of play that God did not ordain. Sports are just as important to the Lord as cooking and music and art. There's nothing outside the realm of God's sovereignty. The things that are going on in John Morant's life 
and the Grizzlies' record right now are under God's sovereignty. Intentionality and vision. I talk a lot about intentionality. I talk a lot about declaring micro and macro visions in our life, but hear me loud and clear that none of this comes outside of God's plan. Any thing that we do in our life, as far as where we're trying to go, has to be linked to seeking the Lord for wisdom. There's nowhere you can go where the Lord isn't already there. The life that we lead, the paths we walk down have been set before us by the Lord. And in his plan, we will end up in all the places that he intended for us to be. I once had an old friend of mine who was a pastor that I worked with on a staff at a church who often said, God's will is where you're at. This is true of every human being. So yes, think and pray about what you're doing with your time, talent, and treasure in the year of 2024. Think and pray about what people you need to have in your life. But also, rest and trust that the Lord is at work. He will reveal all things to you. And the greatest revelation has come in two ways. We have God's word to help us and Jesus Christ has come. Merry Christmas, everybody. Jesus Christ is here. And by his good grace and his love for his people, there is a lot to enjoy in this world. Though fallen, though broken, a new kingdom has broken in and the light has come. Death has been crushed. The darkness is in the fourth quarter. The time for evil on this earth is short. Jesus is winning. He is on offense. Every time you see a sports team win this weekend, remember this right here. It is a reflection of Jesus winning. There's only one true champion, and his name is Jesus Christ. In that spirit, The Los Angeles Clippers have started doing some winning. (laughs) They have a lot of talent. Uh, I read a quote. Somebody said, there's not enough basketballs on the planet for the Los Angeles Clippers right now. Well, they went on a good winning streak. And again, if they can put their egos down and play good team basketball, having four players like Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard in one place, Historically, hasn't happened much. There's more than enough talent there to win. To win it all. But, is the intention of those four men in that team to actually win a championship? Or do they want some other things? More than winning a championship. Like, 40 shots a night. There's not enough basketball on the court for them all to take 40 shots a night. Who's going to lead? Who's going to change the culture in the locker room and say, you know what? I'm going to lay down my talent for the team. I think of a story of Kobe Bryant playing in the Olympics. 
he went to the coach and he said, Coach, I don't need to take another shot. Something in the spirit of this. I am just going to play defense. Put me on the other team's best player and I will shut them down. Kobe Bryant wanted a gold medal more than he wanted his own scoring glory. Who's going to be that guy on the Los Angeles Clippers? What is that area in our life this year, in 2024, where you're willing to go scorched earth and say, I believe this is what God is calling me to do, and I'm willing to lay this down to make it happen in this coming year? Because I've stalked the Lord. And I believe this is where I'm supposed to be headed. And you know what? You might start heading in that direction and a door will close and maybe you'll need to go in another direction. But do you have a clear macro and micro mission about where you feel the Lord is going? And do you have people around you who can support you and speak wisdom and accountability into your life? as you're on this journey. That's the beauty of the local church. That's why for people who do believe in Jesus, going to church every Sunday is so important. That accountability. Following Jesus in a fallen world is hard. We need help. People need teams. Alone we die. That's a pro-fan league core principle. We see it. Every single time. Even singularly talented athletes, Michael Phelps, Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Usain Bolt, they all have coaches. They all have teams around them. No person is an island. No champion gets to the trophy on their own. Jesus. God the Father and the Holy Spirit are a team supporting each other in perfect relationship. Even God desires relationship and has built the world to function around relationship. Yamamoto, who that article said knows what he is looking for, he needed help. He sent his best friend to America last year on a tour of the USA to start learning English and to figure out and scope out cities and to send reports back to him as to what life in America was like and where he might want to play. This is preparation. There is another quote in that article. Everything Yamamoto does is in service of one goal. Moving with purpose. Yamamoto ultimately moved with purpose to the Los Angeles Dodgers. But even a year before he makes the move to the Dodgers, he has his best friend here preparing, giving him information, helping him understand the lay of the land. Also in Los Angeles... It is estimated that LeBron James, who just broke the scoring record in the NBA this year. Hmm, actually, that was at the end of the year last year. Still in 2023. 
spends one and a half million dollars per year on his body, keeping himself in physical condition. That is a clear mission. He has a trainer that travels with him everywhere with the mission of keeping him ready to play and get on a basketball court anytime the ball goes up into the air. Yamamoto and LeBron show what it looks like to move with clear purpose and have clearly defined mission and vision of where you're trying to go and what you're trying to accomplish and how they do it with surrounding themselves with the people who help propel them towards their mission. That sets up for us the question, where do you feel the Lord has you headed in 2024? I know that sometimes Christmas can be a discouraging time for people. They feel like maybe there's not a lot of Christmas cheer or maybe they're alone. I don't know what situation you find yourself in today. Maybe there's Christmas joy. Maybe you're looking forward to the holiday. Or maybe there's Christmas sadness. Maybe it's been a long, long time since you felt peace. Well, if that's the case, I would encourage you to pick up a Bible and read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John and to meet with Jesus. Enter a local church. Let somebody know that you're hurting. Talk with the pastor. Be cared for by the body of Christ, Jesus' people. It's not a perfect. The body of Christ can be very messy. But they know a great Savior. Share with your family where you're at. Share with your friends where you're at. I believe very much that you have people around you if you're hurting that are willing to help, but they can't help if they don't know you're hurting. Be vulnerable this Christmas. Use the times that you have with your friends and family to have conversations that matter and make sure that people know you love them and you care for them and you're there for them. But also, if you are a follower of Jesus, draw them to the Lord. Draw them to the truth of God's word. Draw them to the fact that there is a tremendous Savior in Jesus Christ. And also, As we have Christmas, as we think through the new year, do enjoy the sports. The Los Angeles Rams beat the Saints last night. The Rams are now 8-7. That game gives a little bit of a blow to the Saints' playoff hopes, so they play in a terrible division. So if they win out, they probably still have a shot. There is football everywhere this weekend. There's bowl games. The NFL plays on Saturday. The NFL plays on Sunday. The NFL plays Christmas Day on Monday. Saturday is Bengals, Steelers, and the Bills and the Chargers. Sunday at 4.15 is Cowboys and the Dolphins. The Cowboys got beat by the Bills. People started jumping off the Cowboy bandwagon. If they lose to the Dolphins, I'm sure that will continue. Should be a good game. Browns-Texans at the 1 p.m. slot on Sunday. 
here in Pennsylvania where I live, generally we probably have the Commanders and the Jets. Right now you can get a ticket to the Commanders-Jets game for $11. I hope that the NFL flexes that out of the national TV spot in favor of Browns-Texans. Commanders and Jets is coal in someone's stock, and that's for sure. If somebody gave me the choice between taking a nap or watching the Commanders and the Jets, I kind of feel like that's a, a synonym. Watching the Commanders and the Jets this year is like a nap. But I'll take the real thing, I think. I would go up to my bed and close my eyes and take a holiday rest. And if somebody called me today with free tickets to the Commanders and the Jets, I would think long and hard about that drive. I've been to one game at MetLife Stadium, and the drive in there is not pleasant, in my opinion. Though traffic might be light. I don't know how many people want to sit in the stands on Christmas Eve to watch the Washington Commanders and the New York Jets this year. Though you might catch a glimpse of Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. I don't even know that Aaron Rodgers wants to be there for that game this year. He might just uh, take an early Christmas in California. On Christmas Day, we have Chiefs Raiders, Giants Eagles, Ravens 49ers. That Ravens 49ers game has all the potential to be tremendous. I'm grateful for you spending some time with us today. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I hope that the joy of the Lord fills you. I hope the fellowship with family and friends fills you. If you feel sad this Christmas, cry out to the Lord. No, I'm cheering for you. Go make plays. Consider what and who you're supposed to be around, where you're supposed to be going. Seek the Lord with this week before 2024. Cry out. Say, God, what would you have for me to accomplish in 2024? Who would you have for me to meet? May the good news of Jesus be on our tongue. Think about your relationships. If you think of sharing this show around your holiday tables, I'm not saying listen to this show. I'm saying if you meet somebody who might benefit from this show or might like it, please do share it. I'm grateful for your time. I look forward to talking with you, God willing, on Tuesday. We are not just fans. Merry Christmas.